Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome in to Outkick the Show, Friday edition, final weekend before Halloween. Travis uh, family, by which I mean my wife, throwing a big Halloween party this weekend should be fun. I hope that wherever you are across the nation or around the world, uh, that you are also going to be having a good time in advance of Halloween. I hope your kids and grandkids are all queued up to have a phenomenal time as well. And if you don't have kids or grandkids yet, I hope that you partake and have an awesome time. All right, we got uh, a bunch to dive into here uh, as we head into the weekend. Uh, I'm going to give you all my college football gambling picks. Reminder, uh, Kelly Stewart, who is actually going to be in Nashville at the Halloween party, uh, she and I did the fade yesterday. If you want a deep dive uh, into all my college football and NFL gambling picks, you can go check that out. Also, these are up online uh, at Outkick, so you can go read these picks as well. But here we go, college football. Uh, Oklahoma at Kansas. Give me the Jayhawks to cover uh, what I got out at 10. That number continues to fluctuate. I think Penn State blows out Indiana. Miami, low-scoring, relatively game. Numbers too high against Virginia. I've got the Cavaliers plus 18.5. Duke-Louisville, I love the under 46.5. Texas A&M, I think, is going to blow out South Carolina down in College Station, coming off the double uh, week, the bye week, uh, and the fact that South Carolina sitting at 2-5, and struggling, coming down uh, the stretch of late. Uh, Georgia, Florida, I like the Gators, plus 14.5 and, and the over. Oregon, Utah, I'm taking the over. Tennessee, tap the veins, boys and girls. Tennessee is my blood bank guarantee against Kentucky. That game will kick off, I believe, at 7 Eastern, right in the middle of our Halloween party getting started. Uh, Ohio State, Wisconsin, I'm on the Badgers, plus 14.5. And, and BYU, I'm taking plus the points with Quinn Ewers out. Expect a lower scoring game than most people have anticipated. Uh, I'm taking BYU plus the points at Texas. Uh, NFL picks, we won last night. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers managed to cover against the Bills. I told you that I liked the Bucs plus the points. I just, I don't know what it is about the Bills right now, but they don't feel like they're firing on all cylinders as they should. The under also hit. I told you that I was inclined to take the under as well, uh, but I gave out the Bucks plus the points. Um, I just don't like the way the Bills' offense is, is, is playing. And I know they were up whatever it was, 24-10 uh, for much of the, the fourth quarter. They didn't score a point. They had a couple of fourth down uh, situations where they punted uh, the Bucks deep because they didn't have a lot of faith in that Bucks' offense. Again, I understand the choices that they made once they got up, but it just doesn't feel like the Bucks, uh, sorry, the Bills are playing at an elite level like I thought they would be. Josh Allen shows flashes, but still isn't able to connect the whole game. I'm just, 
Not sold on the Bills being as good as I thought they were going to be. Uh, I've got the Colts to win, beat the Saints. I've got them as a one-point favorite. I think the Jags take down the Steelers. Uh, Patriots, Dolphins, Dolphins get it done, win by double digits. I've got the Falcons at the Titans, the under. Uh, I'm going to be at this game. It looks like Ryan Tannehill is not going to be playing. Uh, I've got, and, and as a result, I think you're going to get Desmond Ritter against Malik Willis or Andor Will Levis. I got the Vikings minus one at the Packers, and then the Bengals plus the points at the 49ers. That one's a little bit difficult. I bet it before we knew what the Brock Purdy situation was. I still feel like uh, Brock Purdy is going to end up uh, potentially playing. He's practicing now, but I still like uh, the the Bengals even if Brock Purdy goes, coming off the bye week uh, with Joe Burrow being a little bit more healthy. Okay, uh, there is my NFL and college football analysis. Uh, reminder, as always, starting 11 will be up, uh, breaking down everything in the world of college football, and you can enjoy that, as you always can, um, with, uh, with your ability to dive in uh, to that column goes up on Sunday thesis for you. Uh, Let's dive into a couple of different stories. Today is, well, I'll get to my thesis. Well, let's go ahead and start with my thesis. I talked about this on Clay and Buck, uh, the radio show that I hope all of you are listening to, which is on every day, 12 to 3 Eastern. My thesis here, Trump has been the glue holding together all of the Democrat Party's identity politics coalition. And without Trump, what you're starting to see is the identity politics are fracturing. And let me just give you an example as it pertains to what's going on in Israel. Uh, Typically, Jewish voters come down in favor of Democrats 65-35-70-30-ish. That is, Democrat voters tend to be, uh, Jewish voters tend to be Democrat supporters. I think that is fracturing in many ways. Certainly, black voters tend to vote uh, Democrat. I think that is fracturing. Uh, You're seeing uh, the Palestinian element uh, tends to vote Democrat. The Rashida Tlaibs, uh, uh, that universe, the Jamal Bowmans, that overlap between BLM and the Palestinian worldview, which is white people are oppressors, white people are awful, and we have to stand in solidarity with brown people no matter what. Uh, with, uh, with, again, sort of personified by the Rashida Tlaib, I'm going to argue that Hamas had a hospital hit, uh, that Palestine had a hospital hit, uh, that, that Hamas does not represent Palestine, but kind of it does. That universe has been connected, right? Jewish voters, BLM, and sort of the pro-Palestine universe. And what happened when Hamas slaughtered 1,400 innocent Israelis is most people came out and they said, hey, Hamas is basically Al-Qaeda. We're not going to support what a terror group did. A lot of Democrats, however, did not. They have actually decided that Israel deserves what happened to them. And this is personified by a Harvard-Harris poll that came out And basically, if you're under 35 years old, you believe that the the uh, Israeli-Palestinian situation, that Israel's to blame. And this is a little bit scary 
such that even that terror attack, Israel was to blame for it. There is a substantial portion of people under the age of 35 who believe that. And so there's this disconnect between uh, the uh, typical Jewish vote, which is an identity politics coalition uh, that tends to stand with BLM, and that conflict with Palestine. And so to me, what is happening here was Trump was holding all this coalition together, but now you've got this fracture. And there's a big article about it, the fact that Biden is having difficulty holding his young person coalition together. And I've said there are three ways that Biden loses in 24. And I think right now all of them are happening. One, I said, no particular order here, but I said there's going to be a third party. I don't just think there's going to be a third party. I think there's probably going to be a third party, a fourth party, maybe even a fifth party, right? RFK Jr. is going to run. Cornell West is going to run. You may end up with a no labels nominee. And I think all of that ends up hurting Joe Biden. So third party hurts Biden, helps Trump. Uh, decline in turnout. I've got a stake bet right now with Buck on the radio show. I actually think fewer people are going to come out and vote in 2024 than voted in 2020. Why do I think that? Because I think there was a great mobilization of people with COVID going on. And the idea was that Trump is Satan. He was the solidifying force. And that everybody else was going to come out and show that Trump wasn't actually uh, going to be able to win, that our democracy was in peril, all these things. The world was in danger. World War III was going to happen. COVID was going on. And I think if you look around at what Joe Biden has done, the border's wide open on the South. Crime has skyrocketed. We're at war in the Middle East and in, uh, and in, uh, uh, and in Europe. There are all sorts of issues out there. Nothing's better right? Inflation skyrocketed. You go out to the grocery store and your average prices are infinitely higher than they were uh, before. All of that's happened on Joe Biden's watch. So for everybody out there who said, oh, things are going to get way worse if Trump's president, how? What is better now that Joe Biden is in office than was with Trump in office in January of 2020? pre-COVID, right? Trump wasn't responsible for COVID. What's worse? Everything. What's better? Almost nothing. So I think that you're not going to be able to persuade a lot of people to show up because I think they look around and say, hey, maybe the difference between Joe Biden and Donald Trump wasn't actually that substantial. And then the third thing that I think unfortunately is going to happen is Joe Biden is going to have one or more incidents and they continue to stack up where his age and infirmity is pretty much what unites Americans. Somewhere around 76% of Americans think Joe Biden is too old and too infirm to be able to be president of the United States. Now, there's only four years of difference between Biden and Trump, but you can attack Trump on a lot of different issues. I don't think, hey, he's not that mentally acute is one of those issues that you can attack him on. So I think there's three ways, and all three of those ways are working against Biden. Third party, decline in turnout, age infirmity, uh, the fact that identity politics, that coalition is collapsing. I think if the election were held today, Trump would win. And I think Trump might win almost all of the toss-up states, right? Georgia, uh, Arizona, Wisconsin, 
Michigan, uh, all of these different uh, Pennsylvania, Nevada. It wouldn't stun me if Trump were able to sweep all of those states. Again, third party decline in turnout, Biden age infirmity. I think everything's working against him. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Biden spent $25 million in the toss-up states and his numbers have gone down. I also think a big part of this election, most people are not changing their mind, right? If you think Trump is Hitler, there's nothing that's going to occur to make you change your mind. If you think Biden is too old for the job, Biden's not suddenly going to get cocoon-style youthful. I think most of the vote is already baked in. Uh, That is, people aren't changing their mind. Uh, We're 13 months out. Everybody knows Trump. Everybody knows Biden. I think if it's Trump, Biden, Trump's going to win. Uh, and I think it's because of all those things that uh, that I just laid out. And I think the Democrat Party Identity Politics Coalition is starting to collapse. I think there's going to be more black people, more Hispanic people, more Asian people that vote for Trump in 2024 than voted for him in 2020. I certainly think there's going to be more Jewish voters. Uh, and if you're out there right now, and uh, and you're Jewish. I, I don't know how comfortable you could be voting for Democrats when you got Rashida Tlaib's uh, of the world and the Elon Omar's of the world and the Jamal Bowens of the world out there refusing to condemn Hamas for the terror attack. So this is a big deal. Uh, and I think Joe Biden has major issues. Uh, also, I wanted to make sure that I talked about uh, the Jamal Bowman video. Okay. Um, right now, If you think about what Jamal Bowman said, he's a Democrat congressman from New York who pulled the fire alarm and walked out uh, and claimed, oh, I was just trying to get to the floor to vote. And now there's new data out, new video out, where he grabs these two signs from in front of the doors, where he takes them away, um, and, uh, and then he pulls the fire alarm. This was intentional. I think he lied to investigators. They have the video to be able to show it. I think he should be prosecuted to the full extent of the law. If you're going to throw the book at all of the Jan 6 uh, uh, individuals, grandmas who walked in and took selfies, uh, if you're going to try to put these people in prison and charge them to the full extent of the law, then I believe you have to charge Jamal Bowman to the full extent of the law too. And a $1,000 fine and three months probation is not the full extent of the law. I think it has to be more substantial than that. Um, And if it is not, then I think it further epitomizes that we don't have an actual justice system. We have rules for Republicans. We have rules for Democrats. And those are two fundamentally different systems of governance that are underway right now. So I do think that that has to be addressed. Okay, final thing that I wanted to talk about as we rolled into the weekend. It is the one-year anniversary of Elon Musk taking control of Twitter. What grade would I give Elon? How would I assess Twitter? What changes would I want to make if I were suddenly in charge and I were given a magic wand? First of all, I'd give him a B plus. 
Um, I, I, I think that there is more intellectual freedom on Twitter today than there was a year ago, and certainly than there were years ago. So I would give Elon overall a B plus. Most important thing, I think, is the flourishing of the marketplace of ideas. And I think Twitter is far more free when it comes to expression, when it comes to thought, when it comes to debate, when it comes to the most important aspect. Uh, I would give him an A when it comes to free speech and allowing ideas to flourish and be debated. All right. So why would I knock him down to a B plus A on free speech? I don't think, and, and this is just me speaking personally as to how I use Twitter. I don't see a lot of interaction from the people that I follow. That means if one of my friends sends a tweet responding to something that I said, I oftentimes don't see it. There will be hours in the day where I'm not on Twitter at all. Then I get on, check and see what the news is, share things with OutKick, uh, from OutKick. I used to have, and this is what I would say in general, in terms of use, everybody's different. I think I'm a pretty successful user of Twitter, right? We have uh, developed a big audience there. Uh, I appreciate all of you that follow me there. I would like to have an ability to only see the people that I follow interacting with me and also uh, in the tab uh, that I have. For instance, there used to be a tab called Verified. I pretty much only went into the Verified tab so that I saw only people who have like, I don't know what it is, like 50,000, 20,000 or more, whatever the math is, followers tagging me, sending me things, because I can't look at every message that I get all day long. There are, you know, thousands. And I pretty much only block people. There's probably only a thousand people that I've blocked who will obsessively tweet me. And I'm like, dude, I'm seeing your tweets all the time. I'm here for information. I'm not here for your opinion, right? You should be able to scream whatever you want, First Amendment absolutist, go march, go protest, go share whatever opinion you have. I, you shouldn't be able to do it on my front lawn, right? Like, I want to be able to use my front lawn so I can see people that I enjoy, so I can get information. I don't want to walk outside and just have somebody screaming, I hate you, I hate you, I hate you. So that's what I've tended to try to eliminate, just because what? you get, I get it, you hate me. You think I'm the worst human being who's ever lived. Why, why do I need to see it, right? So, I would like to be able to uh, craft in my uh, verified tab where I see the people that I follow, and let's say if you have 50,000 or more followers and you want to be reacting to what I say, maybe that's worth my time to know what's going on there. Right now, I see almost none of that, right? Um, uh, when I think there are going to be funny or interesting comments, I'll sometimes dive into the comments. What I do think Elon has done a really good job of is show you how few people actually see most things, right? Um, if you go into the comments, for instance, behind what I said, um, you will get almost, uh, you, you'll see very few people are actually reading the comments. So, you know, let's say that 100,000 people see my opinion, right? You can like look in the corner, it'll be like, okay, 100,000 views or whatever. And I have no idea how that's how that's analyzed. But let's say 100,000 people see it. There might be four or 500 people 
that see something that somebody responded to, to my opinion. So for the most part, nobody really pays attention to the comments. Um, and that is, I think, emblematic of, I mean, I think that's important to know. Uh, that's different, obviously, if the comments are really funny or if the reactions are great. So I just don't have, I don't think, an ease of use for Twitter when there are thousands and thousands of people responding all the time. Um, I think it's hard for somebody like me to be on top of what is actually being said that I'm missing. I also wish there was a quality uh, for when you guys send me mentions, right? Like you guys are saying, hey, Clay, I think you would enjoy seeing this. I wish there was a way that I could favorite sometimes some of you who are sending me stories uh, or links that I'm not otherwise always seeing so that you would be elevated in the comments and I would be more likely to see you. Does that make sense from an algorithmic perspective? Let's say I've got, I don't know, something like a million Twitter followers. Let's say there are a thousand of you that are consistently funny, sending interesting links. Like I wish there was a way that you could be elevated so I would be more likely to see your content. Um, those are, so I'd give him an A overall in First Amendment uh, free speech in some of the details, like how many people are seeing this, how well is it distributed, how many people watch videos. Like, I think the information is better. Use, though, for someone like me, I, I don't think that everybody being able to buy a blue check mark is helpful because now when I go into my verified tab, I got somebody who's, you know, got 150 followers. I candidly don't really care about what your opinion is. It's not like taking a shot at you. It's just I care about the people that I already follow, seeing what they post and seeing what they react to. Uh, and I care about people who have big audiences. If they're reacting to me in positive or negative ways, I'd rather know uh, instead of not know. So that's my biggest takeaway uh, from the perspective of what I think could be better uh, and better served when it comes to uh, when it comes to the way the Twitter algorithm is working. All right, uh, I love all of you. DBAP, unless you need to. SBAP, I am Clay Travis. I will be back with you at the starting 11 on Sunday. Same bat time, same bat channel. I'm in town all next week. Uh, should be a, a good time. Lots to react to. Blood bank guarantee one more time. Tap the veins. Tennessee is going to cover the three and a half against Kentucky. Sorry, Wildcat fans. Um, and I hope all of you have as much fun as I'm going to have uh, dressing up Halloween. I'm going to be Jesse Gemstone. Uh, if you haven't watched The Righteous Gemstones, very funny show. Danny McBride uh, is the eldest son of the uh, of the Eli Gemstone character, which is played by John Goodman. I think you guys would enjoy that show if you want some good laughs. I think it's very well done. Again, one more time, DBAP unless you need to SBAP. This has been OutKick, the show.